When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Bootroom, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. Good to be back with a slightly earlier episode than usual on a Tuesday this week, but plenty to talk about, including, of course, the Manchester City game, transfers and a big clash with Leeds around the corner. I'm joined by Nathan Blake. Good afternoon, Dominic. Paula Bandonato. Hello. And I'm Dominic Booth. Let's get straight into Manchester City then and the fallout from a 2-0 defeat for Cardiff. Nathan, we're speaking off-air before, you saying you were just slightly disappointed with the manner of the defeat and how straightforward it was for City in the end. Look, yeah, uh, I know, listen, you're up against, you know, arguably Europe's best team. There's probably two or three other teams in Europe at the moment who could, uh, who are up there with Man City. But I still feel, you know, there's been... In recent weeks, especially, there's been teams who've gone and played City, you know, gone and pressed them and what have you. Um, and although I said on on the show and other public platforms, I think Cardiff have the perfect game, not the perfect game to beat City, but the perfect game to play against the system that City play, which was because of the likes of Zeno, uh, Kenneth Zahor, because of his size and strength and prowess, they play. They don't play a long ball. They play a long pass up the Zahor, which means they play over the press. But they didn't do that on uh, on Sunday, which was really disappointing. So they what they chose. They adopted kind of a man for man system, which I always say, you know, tactically that's crazy. If you're going up against someone like Man City, you don't go man for man in a road against a rotational side. You know, De Bruyne sometimes was ending up at right back often behind Kyle Walker. They're so fluid, aren't they? In the movie, yeah, right? yeah, and, and players like you know. Uh, uh, Fernandinho is the only one that holds basically you know you've got Silva who's running across left to right up down um, so th- their rotation is fantastic so I would have said if you're playing if you're playing against that and you are going to play where you sit deep and concede possession then you've got the perfect players again in um, Mendes Lang and uh, Junior Hoyland and Zahor to play the counter-attack but no point did we see that because I think Mendes Lang had the beating of Danilo he ran at him in the first 30 seconds the crowd went through the roof and then it, it, it that was kind of it the highlight it was there was don't get me wrong there were moments here and there there was a whole having a shot when he fell down and what have you but you never felt there was any sort there wasn't like a like a two or three minute sustained period they kind of it, it all went out with a bit of a whimper for me. I was I was really disappointed because it was the first time I've seen that stadium. Out, I'd love to see that stadium. Yeah, so, the packs of the rafters, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you can you know I've had arguments with people yesterday who were saying, oh, you know, people jumping on the bandwagon, but that's that's their right. You know, at the end of the day, you've got some people who stay away. You'll have some fans who only turned up to see Man City. Twas ever thus, Blakey. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, I still think Cardiff should be aiming to be looking at averaging about 28,000 in that ground. 27,000, 28,000, week in, week out. Now, they, they've got to find a way to get there. Did that crowd maybe need a, a more exciting game or a, a, well, it needed more a, a from, better performance it, from Cardiff? Well, it needed more belief from Cardiff. I always say there's a difference between saying you believe and actually truly believe in. You know, I always give the example. Players will say to the press boys, yeah, the manager's great, this, that, and the other. Or, yeah, I think we've got a chance against this team. And then they'll go on two minutes later, the mates will ring. I think again, oh, we'll get pumped. 
what I mean? So they don't really truly believe. And there was no one who was, for me, who was saying, right, this is Cardiff City, this is City Stadium, this is my home, this is my turf, and I'm going to show you that I'm as good, if not better, than your defenders or your midfielders or whatever. I know it's difficult, but an on-song Kenneth Zahor, for me, will give Otamendi a lot more problems, right? And Vincent Company a lot more problems. And an on-song Mendes Lang, Mendes Lang has the better of Danilo, simply because of his pace. So I felt we, our performers, our best performers didn't perform at their best, put it that way. Paul, yeah. your assessment on on the game and the atmosphere, you, Blakey says 28,000 every, every week, I don't think that is realistic at the moment, but what will those fans who don't go every week take from the Man City game? Oh, crikey, that's a difficult one, because once you go a goal behind after seven minutes... What about that goal as well? I mean, so avoidable. It mm. was so avoidable. The wall jumping, clever from De Bruyne, but... I, I mean, we've seen it before, Dom, you know, but it, it's it's about... You don't for me, what it, goals like that, though, Blake, you do. No, but it's nothing you can do. You know, people say, oh, you know, why is the wall jump? But if you stand still and it just clips over the top of someone's head and goes in the top corner, you say, oh, why didn't you jump? Yeah. So yeah. you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. At the end of the day, it just shows the, you know, and that's what I love about it. That's how football should be, attention to detail. You know, every single solitary thing. No, that's Pep Guardiola being at Mansfield on a Tuesday night. Might have watched a free kick yeah. going against Cardiff City. It's like atten- his attention to detail. I've said it before, he leaves no stone unturned. No. He knows absolutely every detail. He probably knows more about Cardiff than Neil Warnock does. Yeah. That's, that's the measure of the I mean, match. De Bruyne did say afterwards, Blakey, that um, they'd seen, they'd had all the feedback, so he knew exactly what was going to happen. You mentioned attention to detail or the, the professionalism. I thought he grabbed himself half a yard with that free kick. Normally you go forward. Mm. He actually took that ball back, back. a little bit from mm. where it was. So I thought he's, <clears throat> he's been a bit sneaky there because he might just now be able to get up and over the wall. Yeah. Now as it was, maybe that extra half yard made the Cardiff players jump. Whereas Thinking they was going to, yeah. If it was where it was, they wouldn't have jumped because mm-hmm. he couldn't have got it up and mm-hmm. over them from that. Mm-hmm. that but it's thing. clever. Because you can't move it back, you can't take you can't take it forward. So yeah, it's yeah. clever in the sense that yeah. if I move it back, you're automatically going to think, "What? Well, he's moving it back because yeah. he wants to go up over, yeah. my, up over the yeah. top." So we are going to jump. So yeah. it's it's things like that, or being like one step ahead, and that's why they're the in best. Terms of, in terms of your question about the atmosphere, Dom, um, our media Wales, Wales offices are right next to the Principality Stadium to give the the listener uh, a bit of location. Um, sort of logistics if you like and one of my colleagues told me this morning that he left the office at about 5-ish, 5.30ish and walked towards his car where it was parked in the sort of Grangetown area and he said for the first time he could hear the roar from Cardiff City Stadium mm. from right up this end, the centre of Cardiff, yeah. that's how loud it must have been yeah, yeah. Um, which was an incredible thing, I thought the atmosphere was fantastic to start with I thought the fans did really get behind the team, but the trouble is it became, once De Bruyne scored that early goal, we knew the writing was on the wall, mm. and, and they scored too early. It's easy to say that, but they really did. Cardiff kind of had to keep that nil-nil for about 60 minutes, and then it becomes a half-hour game. Mm. But once they conceded the first, it was a matter of how many after that. Mm. And to be honest, it was damage limitation, realistically, mm. wasn't it, with Man City also taking mm. their foot off the gas. I think at 1-0, though, they were still a bit panicky in defence when you were getting into that final third again, balls in. A few slice slice, slice clearances by Otamendi and company. Dodgy you know, for Bravo they were, they, Yeah, Bravo. They were thinking to themselves, we can't afford... What I could feel, because I sat pitch side for the first time, what I could feel was the Man City players knew, and Pep Guardiola knew, trust me, we can't afford to concede while it's 1-0 because that brings this... This yeah. whole crowd into yeah. this scenario, and then we got a problem, a real problem, because yeah. you can't. It's hard to stop momentum. People start to panic. People make poor decisions under pressure. Do you know what I mean? You know, every misplaced pass is jeered. You know, don't get me wrong. They will, even in that situation, still create opportunities yeah. or still create chances to get at you. But I just felt 
at some point we had to step onto the front foot and say, okay, it's 1-0, we've gone into the second half, well, clearly this isn't working because it's too comfortable for you. We're going to go to our plan B and step right, high press. We're going to press it and we'll see what happens. If they end up scoring three or four goals off the back of it, fair enough. But everyone in the stadium is going to know, right, we can see the possession first of all. And then we switched and went, right, bang, let's step under the front foot. Let's put three, four men up high and really press them so they don't play out from the back. Yeah. Or we encourage them to play out from the back and we set traps on certain players. Because Gundogan, although he's a great player, yeah, he's not the strongest in the tackle. You've seen that a few times. So I felt he was someone that, at the right time, if you let him have the ball, he's someone that you can really press upon. And really, you know, De Bruyne is different. Very difficult to shake off the ball. Very difficult to get off the ball. First touch is unbelievable. So was Gundogan, to be fair. But I did feel certain players, you could have... You're looking for a chink. You know, it's not a bright light. It's Man City, the top of the league. The the you're looking for slight, slight weaknesses. I thought it was too easy just to go yeah. sit deep, man for man sort of thing, and let, let's see how we get on. I three. thought tactically we were a bit lacking as well. Three, three other things can come to mind as Blakey talks there. What I've just written them down. One is he talks about the um, Cardiff crowd needed a moment. Mm. It almost came when Bennett got away down the left and Passon was a whisker away from heading into the yeah, net for the yeah. six-yard box. Just a whisker. I thought he should have thrown himself at the ball there, but mm. maybe I'm being a bit harsh. It was mm. just too far away from him. The other is, I thought Grukic was terribly disappointing, Blakey. I, 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 he just looked He's like kept, a pass. No, you know, no, I mean, be fair. He just, it was, for me, it was the wrong game to bring him well, into. Yeah. The wrong game at the wrong well, time. Yeah, yeah, most of it. But the yeah. other one, the yeah. other point is, you, you mentioned sort of, I don't know if you mentioned training ground, but, but in that second half, Bravo was coming out of goal. 35 yards yeah. from his goal in his yellow kit so he yeah. got striking yeah. and it was like watching a training exercise where they pass back to the goal and he's pinging it left and right mm. and I felt a bit sorry for Pilkington I think it was on at that point because mm. you know he was like chasing around Bravo makes it 11 proper outfield players mm. doesn't he well um, they don't what, it, what was evident to me that Cardiff didn't work on any sort of pressing game yeah. at all yeah they just right? because yeah. there was a moment in the second half where Patterson is shouting to Zahor, you know, chase. And he's almost having a go at him, right? Yeah. Chase. Yeah. And Zahor does that, that little yeah. run where he, he, like, his yeah. head goes bubbles left and right. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, it was a thankless task because he knew, right, so the centre-back had it, he ran to the left-back. The left-back gave it back to the centre-back and yeah. then went back to uh, yeah. the left-back. And Zahor yeah. done the, yeah. not at any sort of pace, done it half-hearted, granted, but he ran back and forth, back, and then he just stopped. But in the meantime, Patterson's just stayed in his spot. Now, Patterson's got to know he's spare, and behind him, Joe Rolls is spare. Right? I, I because, saw... in, because of the rotation, they just had to hold their positions. Like Man City, if you notice what Man City do is, it might not be Carl Walker in the right-back position, but there is a right-back in that position. So De Bruyne would drop into that and then move into midfield. Then Walker would move a bit wider. Then he would move up the flank. So rotation, we've seen with Fulham and Sheffield Wednesday, Cardiff have a problem with. now. It's because of their man-to-man system. Though. Warlock seems to really favour He's the running people system. off. They're people, people are being run off so easily. And against them, they're the best by far. QPR as well, I think it happened at QPR. Right, right. So it's, 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 it's something that people know is a weakness of ours but they play that their natural game mm. so I, I just thought I just thought we could have um, we could have we could have definitely could have better put a bit of a squeeze on for at least 10 minutes in either half and and try to win the ball back high up the pitch and try to create some sort of momentum it was like it's saying in football managers would say to players you don't wait for things to happen, you've got to make them happen. Mm. And I felt we had a group of players who were waiting for something to happen, not necessarily going out and making something happen. Well, funny you use that phrase, one player who did make something happen, not necessarily a good thing, mm. was Joe Bennett. Mm. We have to talk about his tackle on Leroy Sane, another tackle at the end of the game actually, which saw him get a, re- a mm. red card, a second yellow. Terrible, mate. 
It was a bad challenge. I yeah. think we can all accept around this table. It was a, it was a bad challenge, probably mm. worthy of a red in mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about the the backlash from it? Uh, Bennett has been the recipient of some pretty horrible re- abuse on well, social media. Yeah, I mean, social media is social media. That's why I don't but do death it. Death threats and things but, like that. Yeah. Well, well you get people get death threats for standing up for women's rights and stuff like that. People get death threats for standing up for you know. Wildlife conservation. It, oh, no, but it's that's just the way that. Well, you know, some people might say, "Oh, well, it's a piece of land," but that's what happens these days. I, I don't take those things too seriously. Do you know what I mean? Because it's 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 different in my day. People will send you stuff in the post, and mm. was you know, you know, to, now they can just contact you direct. It is what it is. Listen, the tackle. No one wants to see those sort of tackles, but you're never going to get rid of them because. You know, people are heightened, their desire, their passion to win and everything is heightened. And you go flying at the challenges. That's just the way it is. But it was dangerous, very dangerous. And listen, if Sane had come into Bennett like that, I'd be saying the same thing. It's a red card, no question. And I, and I don't want to see player on player because it's, it's not about, you know, your team now. It's about the game, the professional sport. None of the 32,000 people would have liked to see Leroy Sane's ankle back to front and being stretched off. Nobody. No, of course not. And course the, not. The, 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 most, the fan who hates Man City the most and vice versa, they wouldn't wish that at one. They wouldn't wish the end in your career. They might shout it stupidly, but they wouldn't really mean it. No one wants to see that. So but I think for me, the... it was a very dangerous tackle that he got away with, really, in, in, in all fairness. And, you know, when you see... These, these players on both teams so much talent on show on both teams you don't want to see career ending or possibly career ending but it's difficult to take out of the game it's not impossible unless you make it a non-contact sport which nobody wants to see but for me the tackle is the tackle and that's where it ends talk about Bennett being a malicious player or his intent to hurt Sané well, we've never ne- seen it before I think neither of those are true and I think Cardiff may have, may have had some criticism for their general approach of being too physical or putting in too many tackles, but I don't think you can go there either. To be honest, I think I thought they got. I thought they. I thought Cardiff at one point were a bit overzealous with the tackling. I'll be honest with you. I thought. Well, would you like to see that go out of the game? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, well, rather than be overzealous with your tackling, be overzealous with your attack play. What about over physical or over overly aggressive? Do you think Cardiff deserve criticism for that, or do you think that's just a game plan against a, a good team? No, you can't put it down to a game plan. I, I, I'd be disappointed if people like Neil Warnock went not to hurt, and said, not to "I'll hurt, go man. out and ta-. well, mate." You can say not to hurt, but if you tackle with twelve studs in here and you're off the ground, chances are you're going to hurt somebody. No, it's logic. You have to apply logic. I think you we might, have to take into do... account the intent, the intent, and I don't think. Yeah, but but, but intent, no, no, no. Is, intent is one thing. You no, know, anyone's going to say I didn't intend to break his leg. That's 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 obvious. No one's going to come out and say, "Yeah, I tried to break his leg." All right? No one's going to come out and say I intended to go and do that. But what I'm saying is, you know, as a player, if I'm running at 10, 12, 15, 20 miles per hour, and I jump off the floor and I've got my legs extended in front of me and my studs showing, I'm either going to hit the ball, I'm going to miss the player, I'm going to hit the player. Mm. So I've got one in three chance, and if I hit the player, chances are I'm going to hurt the player. But the rules are there for a reason, that's why Bennett should have got red for it, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, but there was other tackles as well. And then there was one tackle where Fernandinho put on Patterson, um, and Patterson and him had had a little little jive, but... It was. It, it, there had been about three or four Cardiff tackles on Man City before that, but it, it is you're, you're trying to get wired in. You're trying to get fired in. My my point is, the if there was any emphasis, it was on that strong tackling rather than saying right collectively, let's step forward ten yeah. yards. No, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that's that's my thing with it. And I'm not. Listen, we've seen Bennett play for. Two years now. He's not a malicious player. No. He's not a dirty player. In my opinion, another underrated player for Cardiff. I think he's a very good player. But he's not malicious. But you're not going to go for your career without 
some sort of controversy on a tackle, especially if you're a fullback. Well, I think you're not going to go through a career as a fullback without making a mistake like that. Well, and people, I think that's you know, what it was. But. At the end of the day, people get into those situations, D, and some people do have their legs broken. You look at Seamus Coleman. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, in the in the Wales Ireland game, you know now what's his name? Neil Taylor. Neil Taylor. He's not not a dirty player. He's not a malicious player, and he's not intended. <laughs> no one's going to intend to break your leg in two places, but it did. Mm. It happened. Do you know what I mean? So he has he has to take that responsibility and say, "I'm really really sorry," but you know, I, I I'll try and. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna do that tackle again because in the moment, yeah, you think you can get to the ball, and these players are so quick-minded and so quick. And Sane was shifting. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt he could have maybe come across him in a less dangerous manner. That's what I felt. Um, it's, it's it's interesting that Blakey brings up the Neil Taylor analogy because that a lot of that. Comparison has been made on social media. Okay, I I, I would say there's uh, neither of them to me are malicious players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt really sorry for Neil Taylor. He got severious, se- severe dogs abuse mm-hmm. um, from Irish fans after what happened. Uh, I remember speaking to him the following day. Um, he was back home and his attitude. He he actually adopted quite a philosophical approach, the same as yours about social media, Blakey. Mm. That he doesn't care what they said. Mm. That's you know people cheap shots. Yeah. What matters to him is that he'd spoken to Seamus Coleman. Yeah. And yeah. he apologised to Seamus Coleman. Mm. I would have thought Bennett needs to adopt the same approach. Stuff about death threats and that. It's not even worth discussing. It's yeah. pathetic. Pathetic. What no would, challenge is worth that, is it? What, no, no what, what I would that. say about Ben is I actually think Neil Taylor went for the ball in that Ireland game. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where just, Joe Ben is on sticky just, ground, though, isn't he? just it? horrendously mistimed it. I thought Bennett absolutely went for... Um, yeah, he tried Sano. to take him out. He did. He went to take him out. You say that maybe Sano was a bit too quick for him. No, he could have took right. him out in a better yeah. fashion. That's he what went, I'm saying. He went it was to dangerous. Take him out. Now, I remember looking at the time. I had a really good view of it, and I thought, Cracky, that's bad. Mm. That, that should be a straight red. I remember thinking at the time, mm. kind of got away with one there. Mm. And then when I watched, when I saw it back on TV, and it's saw how high it was, one, Blakey, it was crikey, horrendous. I, I couldn't watch it. It was like a tip fit yeah. breaker as well, yeah. ankle breaker as a lot. Was... And do you know what? His challenge on Diaz was pretty awful as well. Yeah, that could, yeah, that, that could, could have been, been a strapper as well. That could have been a straight yeah. red as well. Yeah. So I don't know what's gone into Joe Bennett here mm. because, like you say, he is not that sort of player. Yeah, yeah. I think that Warnock has wanted that aggressiveness from mm. him in previous games. Mm. Um, Where does this leave Bennett in terms of his place in the team? Warnock did criticise him after the game, also to an extent stood up for him. Do you think this this is just a, an isolated incident, or yeah, can I think move on I, from this? I think so. I, I don't think we've got a better left back. That way, so there isn't another one, is there? <laughs> no, like proper. No, but well, he's suspended now for the Leeds game. Yeah, so Giles yeah. Richards plays there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and, and is, I don't know if Peltier's fit or not. Peltier's not. just had his groins done. So, so okay, so Manga plays right back, mm-hmm. and Giles plays left back, mm-hmm. or, or Patson plays wing back, and the yeah, three centre backs yeah. play. There's all sorts of options. Jazz, Jazz can easily mm. play left back. Mm. He's played there for Wales. Mm. What about the uh, the wider discussion on physicality and just another another point from social media, maybe a, a more uh, sort of less abusive and less uh, irrational one from Man City fans, is that they've said they've compared the Championship teams they've played this season. They've played Wolves, they've played Bristol City, and now they've played Cardiff City. And there's a very clear message from Wolves, the okay. Manchester City fans. Well, that Cardiff are, are the least worthy of those three of getting promotion. Mm. Now, I think this centres more on style than how effective mm. the teams are. It's 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 broadening it. It's it's probably the reason why so many people say, and Neil Warnock says he doesn't enjoy the Premiership, and so many people say he's not good in the Premier League. Well, I think it's more a because of the style of football. Because if you look at the style what Wolves have adopted and their philosophy. It is fantastic to watch. I watched them against Swansea. They were brilliant in the uh, in the cup. And you look at Bristol City. Bristol City plays some nice passive football. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Cardiff for the first three months, two months of the season, were playing some nice football. It's over the last since they've come off. Since they went through the bad run and they've come off, they have stuttered. They are they are like still trying to gain some sort of momentum and some sort of. 
uh, quality football back in their game because at the moment they're just winning. They're getting over the line, winning. They're not playing any sort of stylish football, which is opening teams up, which all players, all fans, sorry, want to see at the end of the day. And just to go back to the death threat point, I've had death threats of being black. Yeah. Just remember that. So you've got to just push them aside. You can't, it doesn't you make can't. it acceptable. I couldn't change though. that like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't make it acceptable. In, no, in it, any doesn't. Form, does it, it doesn't. And that was way before social media. Yeah. So it, it is something you've just got to almost like put the one side and say, you know. It's just a horrible part yeah, of life. It's yeah, it's just, you, you get some idiots who, who write some stupid stuff. It might be stupid stuff about your kids or your wife or your, you know, but you can't be that sensitive to it. You've almost got to shut it down and just brush it off. I'm sure Bennett will bounce back. I'm sure he, he, he's, a, he's a good enough player to bounce He'd be back more good gutted. I would have said, I don't know the man, right? But as a player, I would say I would be more gutted and I think he would be more gutted at the possibility of thinking a talent such as Sane, he could have ended his career. Mm. Can I wind up on this though? Of course, um, yeah. Up with a point about, listen, I think I've made it abundantly clear the the over the top stuff on Bennett there's no place for that mm. I do not for one second condone what Bennett did you know a lot of people have been apologists for him I don't agree with that Blakey doesn't mm. agree with that mm. Th- that was a horror challenge and the one on Diaz which has gone unrecognised that could have been a red mm. card can I just say well, that right? I don't condone it either but I right. do say that he's not a malicious player but mm. I do think I do think it's a bit rich Germany sending a tweet to Cardiff tongue in cheek serious or not saying um, we got an important tournament this summer. Watch our players, please. This is the nation that produced Harold Schumacher, who produced the worst tackle I've ever seen in a football mm. match on Batistan in that World mm-hmm. Cup game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the likes of Stilica and Bertie Vokes weren't exactly um, shy at putting a foot in. So, Right, in part two, we'll get back onto the nitty-gritty of transfers. <laughs> Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So, Blakey, as we speak, it's the 30th of January. By the time some people listen to this, the deadline may have passed Mm -hmm. and some of this may become irrelevant, Mm -hmm. but the search for a striker seems to definitely be on Mm. for Cardiff at the moment. And just like to talk about why Warnock thinks it's so integral that he does get a strike because the hall's not firing but what about the what about a... the form of Anthony Pilkington and also we've praised Omar Bogle in the past what about those two does that, is that a sad indictment on them that Warnock wants someone else well I think Bogle I'm not sure about I, I'm, I'm not sure what the situation is there because yeah. we all thought he was he was going to push uh, the horn possibly even start ahead of him because the horse not firing at all. Pilkington, I un- understand. I thought he brought him into the picture just so happened to be January. So transfer windows open, so you're hoping to do some sort of deal and what have you, uh, and maybe sell him on or use him in a, as an exchange. But um, I think, you know, I don't think Cardiff can... I don't think Cardiff will get in the top two and I think they will struggle to hold on to a top six place if your striker's not scoring goals. It's as simple as that. Kenneth has got to think to himself between now and the end of the season. Realistically, realistically, he's got to be looking at a minimum, a minimum of 12 goals between now and the end of the season. A minimum of 12 goals. Why do you think, Neil, um, Warnock lets these searches, these transfer searches, boil down to deadline day, Paul? It's been clear for a few weeks now that as a horse form has not been the best, as Blakey rightly says, you need someone to get get those goals. Um, Why is it taken till till deadline day? Why do clubs always leave it to deadline day? Well, I don't think it's a Neil Warnock thing. Clubs do full stop. It happens. As we speak, as we speak, I'm told there's only a slim chance of card of getting a player in, getting a striker in, but. Because it's deadline day, things change dramatically in these 24 hours, don't they? They change absolutely, you know, even more so than in the August window, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. This is the point where, yeah, I was good. (laughs) This is is it. So things can turn around dramatically. Um, He's got his main targets in, which are Gruchik, notwithstanding an awful anonymous performance against Man City or not, and Wilshire. 
yeah? So he's got his main players in. This is just a bonus to him now. Um, Blakey summed it up perfectly there because Zahora's not scoring goals. I don't know what the heck's gone wrong there. I cannot put my finger on it because this you bloke know? has everything. He is the Nathan Blake of 2018. He's mm. big, he's strong, he's powerful, he's great in the air. He can shoot with either, well, mainly his left foot, but he can shoot with his right foot mm. as well. He scores fantastic goals. He I was better in the air with him. I'm better, <laughs> I'm better running with he's the quick. ball with him. I'm he's better quick. with him with the ball at my but feet. I don't know. Can we say 100 meter race? Can I, don't, I do him easy, <laughs> even now. I don't know what's happened to him, Blakey. And I, I want to ask you, as a former centre forward, yourself I can't work out whether on sat Sunday Zahora tried his socks off or didn't didn't try at all I can't Zahora work it out. started and then he got fed up and I think that's I think if I was to aim any criticism at Kenneth that is my criticism you've gone from a situation where you've been brought into the club you've been treated poorly really in what given a, a chance and helping the team and brought in and given a chance to settle into the team. That was never, never happened. Then Neil Warnock's come in and kind of used you because of your size and stature and then realised, actually, I've got a bit of a play here. And then you were trying to prove to Neil, I want to be the main man. And he was saying to you, well, the door's open, walk through it. And he did. Since he's walked through the door, he's closed it behind him. He's now in a position where I think he thinks... Well, six months ago they're talking twenty million. Well, I'm the main man. I don't really have to worry. There's no one who's really going to challenge me for my place. You know, if I get a goal every five or six games, great. I'll just do what I can to get through the games, play at a good level, and hopefully, come the summer, somebody put another twenty million pound bid in for me, and I'll be gone. Should Listen, I'm 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 kind of trying to read his mind here, right? You know, twenty million pound bits. But more, they won't that. get that for him, you know. They're probably they're probably thinking we should have we yeah. should have offloaded. Well, I was going to say this is now the in. this is now the worry, you know. Is and this might be an example for future if he doesn't go for big money at any point and kind of you know just dwindles away and ends up playing somewhere on the continent. Yeah, this will be used as like a template for when your player's hot, do you sell him or do you keep him? I think it's down to the person of the player and that's where the manager has to manage and understand the, the man who he's dealing with. Is this player saying to you when you're sitting him down one-on-one, I'm the man with the responsibility to take this team, I want to go and get 20 goals, I want to lead us to the Premier League? Or is he still using it as, or is Neil Warnock having to say, come on, Kenna, we need you, blah, 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 blah. At some point, player has to become become a man and take that responsibility on. I always say when I was at Cardiff, I didn't want to be responsible at 18, 19. But when I turned like 20, 21, I, I know and I realised what was his, what was expected of me. And I was happy and wanted that responsibility and that burden of being the main man. I loved it. I, I thrived on it. So Kenneth's got that tag. But at the moment, he's not living up to it at all. But so, so back to the transfer thing then. Um, you know, we've got Gary Medine, Lewis Graben, and David McGoldrick are the matter, three names. It doesn't matter who it is, Zahora is still Warnock's number one. So what is he if this person comes yeah, in? Yeah, whoever they're looking to get in is I don't more, agree, of a, more of a Danny Ward type backup. I don't agree. I, I don't think, think so. I think I, they're going to I, I, I challenge him. I think Neil Warnock, I know Neil Warnock wants an eighth promotion. Right, and I think he said something really significant in the first uh, transfer that how difficult it was getting. So you, that, that's like telling us I'm not really getting dough to spend, and I'm not going to get what I want. But he's made it. He's made it patently obvious he wants a striker, and I think it is to put a rocket up Kenneth. I think if a striker comes in. I think you'll see a change in attitude of Kenner overnight. Yeah, but this is... Right? This and if not, he might get a game, but I guarantee you Kenner won't get two or three games playing at the level he is at the but moment. But why has Bogle disappeared from the scene? I don't know. Because well, Bogle was this man. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that is a big mystery. I don't know. You need to go... You we need, need to, to go to Warnock you, and you find out. You need to go digging. <laughs> we need to do our jobs, Paul, and find out. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get tunnel under the veil and up and just have a little... 
that's when all the LP arrived. It's the other submarine. See yeah. what's going what's on. What's going on with Omar? Yeah. Um, well, that was a good chat about transfers. Remember, you can follow all the the transfer news as it happens on transfer deadline day on Wednesday. But in part three, we're going to ask Blakey. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So Nathan, a lot of questions surrounding Man City and Joe Bennett, as we okay. talked about in part. Mm-hmm. But one interesting one from uh, David Jones was it's not David Jones, the ex. I don't know which David Jones. It is. There's several around in football. I assume it's none of the none of the ones we know. The Welsh David Jones. He's, Proper David Jones. He says, um, "Why was Bennett not taken off after the booking on Sané?" David says, "I could see he was going to get sent off. The challenge was a sending off defence. Also." It's maybe the more interesting part of the question. Do you think refs protect these big club stars maybe more than other clubs? Uh, no, not when it comes to bad challenges. Bad challenge is a bad ta- challenge. You think maybe I think general... the referee missed the first one. I really do. I don't think he's seen it as clearly. I, I mean, I didn't. I was pitch side. I you saw it as a trip. I, I seen it. I seen it as he just took him out. Yeah. It wasn't until the slow mo, and you see his foot planted on his side of his shin that you think oh and his ankle the shape of it for that split second could have ended him really it's a dreadful so picture isn't I, it? I, I think uh, what was Dave's question again well part of it was he wanted to know could Warnock maybe have taken Bennett off after that I don't think so because him? I don't think I, I think if I'm Bennett I'm thinking I've got a way with one there because I know where I've planted my foot on him and really if I'm sensible I'm thinking well I can't afford to do that again and it's not like Bennett's got a reputation for losing his rag and doing stupid things so you know most players will play with a yellow card and, and play sensibly but for some reason Bennett had a, a rush of blood again and went into a crazy challenge it was a different kind of Bennett than what we've seen yeah. like, like we said before yeah, yeah. Um, one from uh, Charles Stevenson then he says um, the tackle bad but some of the he, he says it's been overreacting from Man City fans to the mm. tackle. Do you, would you agree? There's been overreacting to it. I do I do don't do social it? media, so I don't know what the backlash has been. What about from Guardiola, who's clearly unhappy, and from? Well, he's just trying to protect his player. You know, if Neil, if that was Neil, if it was vice versa, I'm sure Neil would be publicly saying, you know, the referee's got to see that first tackle. He's got to protect the players. It, it you know, it, it's. It's it's worse when it happens to your player or your club. You almost feel like you know you've got to change every rule in the book to make sure this never happens again. But I guarantee you, in ten years' time, you'll see bad challenges and people having broken bones and things like that. It's just part and parcel of the game. Unfortunately, it, it is. Sometimes your foot is planted in the wrong place, and I've you know there's been some horrific ones over the years. Some horrific, you know, David Buss, remember that one? The horrific challenge. Uh, horrific on, situation. Um, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, you know, uh, keen on um, Harland. Harland. Yeah. That was probably the only one I've ever seen with real intent in it. Right? I, that's honestly, you'd have to go back to like the eighties and the seventies to with see where today's. where they would have an argument and then they try and do each other. Like, you know, what I mean, you, you you don't see that often. Usually, it's just part and parcel of the game now. And you might see retribution here and there. Like I felt Fernandinho on Patterson was a bit of retribution because self retribution. <laughs> yeah, there'd been a few bad challenges before it. But um no, I, I don't think you can say what Pep is saying is wrong or anything like that. I think he's just trying to protect his player. It's not but reaction, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it protected. Because at some point I'm gonna think I can win that ball. Do you know what I mean? The only way it stops is if players if you ban leaving the ground as a tackle with your studs in the air, which you've already done. Yeah. One from me, I'm always interested to see how the manager of the player who's done the tackle reacts. Mm. Warnock, I think, changed his view on, on the Bennett tackle. He, initially, I don't think he'd seen the, the replay, <coughs> yeah. and he said it's just part of the game, part of physical football, but I yeah. think he changed his view to say, hang on, that it was, was a, bad a, one. a really it bad one. It was a bad one. It was a bad one. There's no getting away from it. But should the manager stand up for well, his players? Well, yes, you should, should because no, 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 don't, no, because you know, if you know your player, you know, okay, you've done something really stupid there, something really, really stupid, do you know what I mean? But also, is it is he the first? Has it ever been done before? Has it ever been seen before? 
thousands, no, millions of times. Do you know what I mean? It happens up and down the country every weekend. It's just not highlighted, and sometimes if it's really bad, then there's a bad break. It might be highlighted, but you know, I think you always have to stand in front of your player and say, you know, he's not a bad lad at the end of the day, and he's done some. I can't justify what he's done in any way, shape, or form, and I can't condone what he's done. You know what I mean, he has to take the hit of what he's done, the responsibility for it. But I'm not going to chuck him under a bus because it's not like he goes out and does it. It's not like a, you know. Back in the day, like Julian Dix, go into challenges to smash people. Do you know what I mean? They were proper. It was, it was a different era there. The games changed. So I think, but even then, back then, managers would protect their players. So I think as a manager, if he does it three or four times, back to back, or two or three times, back to back, you know, comes back now and then goes in, d- dives in and does another ridiculous challenge, takes someone out on the knee, then you'd have to start thinking, what, you know, so going on in your head, son. You might protect him a second time, but after that, I think you'd have you'd struggle to protect them because then he becomes a liability. Yeah, I know some of my challenges in five aside have been pretty bad, but never quite that bad. Yeah, I've seen you tackle. I've seen you tackle. <laughs> Excellent stuff, right? The final part of the podcast then is going to be a preview to the small matter of Leeds United this weekend. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Leeds United, always a big one in the calendar, Paul. I know always one that you look forward to. But how do Cardiff approach this one? It's a, it's a tricky one after a real up and down spell since Christmas. Do you see this being the same fervour and atmosphere that we saw at Cardiff City Stadium earlier in the season? Up at Ellen Road with their new crest? <laughs> <laughs> Both sets of fans are brilliant. Both sets of fans don't like one another, I think it's fair to say. Mm. Um, that being the case, there's bound to be a bit of an Aaron Road factor. I think probably Warnock will be happy to get back to the league business, the real business, after the um, distraction, welcome one though it was, of Man City. Cardiff have got a good record against Leeds. There, and particularly up there at Ellen mm. Road. Mm, some some games where you just have a good record against yeah. another team and you know, I, you would have thought after the mental physical exertions given against Man City that Cardiff are on a bit of a hike into nothing up there, but I'm not sure that is the case. I think they, it'll be a tense, tight game and it could really could go either way. Mm. It's snuck up on us this one, hasn't yeah. it? Leeds United usually the big one to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. This yeah. time there's been a, a bigger game. It's been mind by the Man City game, isn't it? You yeah. know what I mean, it's as simple as that, but you know, You've got to get back to league form as quickly as possible. And nothing better, really, if you're Neil Warnock and Cardiff City. You know, you come off the back of the Man City defeat, some liked, some didn't like, some wanted to play, some didn't want to play. Back to Ben Butter, who have you got? Well, it's not a, a normal Burton or anything like that. It's kind of like it's a, a major derby, you know, between these two clubs. A lot of history again, so... You know, going up there is the ideal situation for me for Cardiff. And Leeds have been inconsistent this year. Yeah. You know, Cardiff's inconsistency has, has come of late. But Leeds started the season bombing, come against Cardiff, got beaten, well beaten. And then they've had an inconsistent run since that. Do you know what I mean? They had a bit of a good run and then they lost in the FA Cup down the road and, you know, inconsistency again. And. And you just never know what you're going to get with Leeds, I don't think, at the moment. There's there's no real, real consistency there. So, yeah. can Cardiff go up there and get three points? Most definitely. Look in the history of the fixture, which will always play a part in some players' minds. They always come here and get a result. Most definitely. So, I think Cardiff are in a, uh, in a better situation, really, than Leeds going into that game. I'm just slightly concerned about Cardiff's form... I'm going to go against something I said a couple of weeks ago because if you take the Sunderland game out of Cardiff's recent form and obviously the Mansfield replay it's actually been pretty dreadful mm. since before Christmas now you know and the Sunderland game we said on the podcast was maybe a bit of an outlier because they were so poor mm. is that something to be worried about or well I think these are the kind of games where the one to get it back on well, track these kind of games define you do you know what I mean? Find where you are at this moment in time in the season. Whether Cardiff 
if they go up and win, you know, one nil, keep a clean sheet, that's massive. If they go and win a barnstorm of four three, you know what I mean? That'll give you so much, you know, confidence. But you go up there and get a point, you feel like right, we're in a good decent position, we can go again. You know, it's like a game psychologically I don't think you're gonna you can afford to lose points wise, but psychologically I don't think you can afford to lose because you know, the next two or three games then become you have it must win back to backs. Well Leeds and Millwall not, away in the next oh, there two, you go. two yeah. tough and you lose you lose against Leeds then you must beat Millwall. Not a point. You get into that territory then where to stay in the pack you've got to start winning three or four on the bounce. Do you know what I mean? To get your, yourself going again. And then maybe you can lose a game after four or five, three or four. But you're going to have to be three or four wins rather than three or four results. There's a difference. Big one for Sol Bamba. Paul, we didn't see him against Man City, did we? Why do, we did think he was injured. What actually went on with Bamba and his absence well, against City? Well, he's not been playing him in the cup games, has he? So. But you would have thought for a game like this, well, we'll, see, he, he, we'll see Sol. I think he clearly has explained the situation of Bamba that he's a league kingpin and um, you know he didn't play at Mansfield did he which was given what was lying riding on the game he would have maybe excused that thinking well, resting for that but playing for, for the I was big, surprised the he didn't boys. play against Man City I, if I was the principle him, is still there though isn't yeah. it he's clearly been told this is the policy um, yeah. I think it's a shame because I think Bamba I bet he wants was to really step up well he was he was Bamba's the type in that game what I didn't see sorry Paul to come across you but what I didn't see in the Man City game was what we always say is leadership and I know people have said oh you know Morrison this Morrison that Morrison coming back into the game uh, come back into the team and we won again but as we pointed out it was against Sunderland at the end of the day so I don't buy that argument I've always said Bamba is the leader of the team Right, the fact that Neil Warnock is not risking him in any cup game kind of defines that, yeah. right? But Bamba was kind of the one player we missed because he is the player who's going to say, right, you know, Junior, push on, or and he could Joe, make, you need to get closer in midfield, you know. He could make those tackles with authority without being right, reckless as well. Right, right, and you know, he is, I've said it since he came into the club, he is the captain and leader. Bar none. No one's going to convince me different. I've seen it. I've seen it in my playing days, and I see it now. And I think he was the player we missed on uh, on Sunday. He's that. He's the one who sends out the rallying cry when things aren't going well. You look around on Sunday. I was sat, like I said, pitch side, and I didn't hear anyone or see anyone telling anyone you need to get closer. Or men just like you need to get behind him more. You, I don't care when you get the ball at your feet don't wait just push it past him and go if you're running out of play if you get a corner or whatever you need to beat him more Cannot, you need to start turning that up the mending company and giving him problems it, there wasn't that sort of battling no rallying crying so. no 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 so uh, yeah I think we'd probably expect Bamba to have a big game against his old team Leeds. Can you tell I'm gutted about the Man City game? <laughs> I've been able to tell for a, for a few for a few minutes now, mate. What about a prediction then, Paul? You were your head was correct in terms of the Man City game, You're saying two 0 I think your heart was way off the mark. As was my wallet because I actually, put, I actually <laughs> not I, for the first on, time on the morning of the game. I put the grand sum of fifty pence on a correct score cast of Sol Bamba to score one nil card. Oh, that went out the window before we even started. Yeah, yeah, before we even started. Um, Delighted to see the team sheets. Um, I again, I'm struggling to call this because of Cardiff's form. I mean, Saiz and Hernandez are excellent footballers. Lee's got a fab front four. But they're exactly the sort of footballers who a Warnock team can smother, Beat overpower, <laughs> which is exactly what happened in the 3-1 win here. Yeah. Um, Cardiff are not in a good run of form, and yet I can see them getting either a draw or a win up there. I really can. I'm going to err on the side of caution and say 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'm, I think a draw as well. I was going to go a high scoring, entertaining 2-2. Two, two. Blakey, are you going to book the trend and predict a win? I'm going to go a 2-0 win. Wow. Yeah, a 2 away win. Now that would wow. be the real wow. confidence booster, wouldn't it? Yeah. Going into the, uh, the rest thought, of the season. I thought Bruno Manga did well against Man City. I thought he played very well against Man City. He didn't put a foot wrong, to be honest with you. It was probably the best game I've seen him play. 
without making any sort of silly mistakes or which tells me that in his head mentally he thinks that he should be playing higher because when he's up against top opposition he makes zero mistakes well, he just when needs to carry on though doesn't he championship he gets a bit lackadaisical here and there and will make the odd mistake which you know leads to an opportunity so it's not it's not every game but he tends to make the odd mistake you know what I mean so but I thought he was brilliant against uh, Man City well I hope he has a good game at Allen Road should be a really good atmosphere good crowd and hopefully a good result as well any other business from either of you before we wrap up a final podcast of the January window no I, I thought Morrison played well the other day yeah so did I so mm. did I mm. we'll give him a little bit of credit before we go yeah, it's it's funny. You can't really look at the Cardiff team and say they were all. No one played particularly poor, well, did they? Either. You just say right out of the ten, you'd say right if like a five across the board, yeah. six across the board. It wasn't like there wasn't a standout performer for me. I think Hoylet once or twice here or there. You know, I think it, you know it highlight like his volley in the first half, which the keepers on Bravo's almost built in the back of the net, but. You know, Rouse was okay. Uh, Oyla was all right. They, they, they all were. I, I just don't yeah. think when you're playing against a team like Man City, who are top of the league, it usually happens where four or five of you are unbelievable. Well, it has to be. That or one Otherwise or two of you are you unplayable. Win. Do you know what I mean? It, it, I was waiting to see right who's going to be the hero of the day. Cardiff who's going to be the man to say okay all of you for about Man City I'm going to put it to bed because I'm going to run over twist up company I'm going to leave Otto Mendy for dead I'm going to you know maybe, Nilo, I'm gonna, maybe, just ne- maybe next season in the Premier League I don't know maybe, maybe who knows maybe, maybe. that's great thanks for joining us on today's podcast remember you can follow all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen on the website or on Audioboom. That's uh, all of it for this week. And same time next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.